to Perfectly Normal, a podcast that brings you love, courage, and connection. And I'm your host, Michelle. I'm a life coach, artist, author, and pharmacist. I'm the founder of Elevate Life Coaching. It's a seminar and coaching company. Let's jump right into the show. Hi, everyone. Today, I would like to talk about traveling. Like, how many of you like to travel? The other day, I was asking、um, someone. I said, you know, if you can do, if you can drop everything in the world and not have to worry about anything at all, what would you rather do? And then、um, the person I was talking to, and he said,、um, well, I basically, if I can do anything else in the world and I don't have to wor- worry about money, I don't have to worry about job, then I would like to go travel. I said, "Hmm, travel. That's very interesting, because if you think about it, we travel on a daily basis. We travel to work. We travel travel to go home. We travel to grocery store. We travel everywhere. But when it comes to travel,、um, people usually associate that word as you know, you gotta get on the flight and be somewhere, and it may be in another country or maybe another state. It doesn't matter. But it, as long as you are not physically." Within your neighbor, that is considered travel. So for the past couple of years, you know, I always travel、um, abroad every every year. I save up all my money, and that one year, I would just pick a destination and I would go there. And generally, the way that I travel is very different than compared to my siblings. So my brother doesn't travel that much, but my sister travel quite a bit. And her idea of traveling is more, you know, traveling is about relaxing. You go to you go to a hotel and you know you check in. You you relax. You enjoy the the environment, the time. For me, traveling is more of going to places. For example, to hike. You know, I I hiked the Machu Picchu. That was traveling for me. And then the following year, I actually went to.、Um, I spent two weeks in Cambodia, and and that was also traveling, but. I was also working, so I did. I volunteered at Cambodia, and I remember I would volunteer for one of the、um, the nonprofit school、um, right there in Cambodia. It's a local community school where they benefit the the children within the neighborhood, the underprivileged children. And what they provide is by having children coming to the school, they will provide food, and so that these children can be fed. And many of these children, because they're Their really their environment and their、um, situation is really quite challenging. So they're un, not even able to have one decent meal in the family, and the average income in Cambodia is twenty dollars. I mean, can you imagine living your life for twenty dollar a month? And I mean, just that just unheard of. <clears throat> so I was there for two weeks, and I got I was there teaching English. I know, right? My my English is quite quite、um, proficient. Apparently,、uh, I was there teaching children English, and they have children from kindergarten all the way till um, um, like around junior high and high school year.、Um, and what they do is they teach、um, junior high and high school childrens how to work 
in restaurants or in a um, you know visit where visitor they require a lot of tours. They have a lot of tours um, services. So generally in the hospitality or in restaurant or becoming a chef. Um, and some of them, because their English is quite good, so they can actually work at the front desk. So if you go to Cambodia, you know, chances are you'll meet one of my students. <laughs> I really enjoy working um, and volunteering abroad because it, it actually allows me to get a sense of, you know, what the other culture is like. And also allows me to live um, with the locals. So where I stay, it was not, you know, like a five-star or four-star or even three-star hotel. It was a um, more like an Airbnb type of thing. And and it was with the locals. So I got to experience what it feels like to be there, to live there. And it was only five, 10 minutes away from the from the local market. So a lot of time I can just walk there and then start really eating some authentic local food um, rather than spending dollars in in uh, you know fancy restaurant somewhere so that's my style of traveling and I truly enjoy doing that and every year I would I would do that so Machu Picchu was one and I also went to Japan um, I, Japan I went with my parents it was more of a luxurious um, traveling style because I actually had to check into hotels and we were um, going from places to places. We were on a tour actually with a tour company. So that was a little different, but I went to Japan and, and I will say that for the last five years or six, my most memorable time in traveling is when I volunteer abroad and also, you know, um, definitely Machu Picchu or Peru was definitely my, on the top of my list. And I went to these two places alone. So what I really wanted to talk about today is really how do you travel alone? Because many of us, you know, we, we don't feel comfortable traveling alone. We like to have that company and we enjoy talking to other people. And when you go to a foreign country where you don't speak their language, that can be very um, fearful. <laughs> and it can trigger a lot of anxiety for you, especially like who, how do you go to the bank or how do you ask for direction and how do you do this and that? And there's a lot of question mark. Um, when I first decided that I was going to go to Peru because I don't speak Spanish. I know I have no knowledge of Spanish whatsoever. So initially it was really scary. I mean, I had to, when I first decided, I was thinking, well, what, what have I done? I don't speak the language. I don't know anybody and I'm going to be there by myself. How am I going to even lift my suitcase out from the airport and, you know, going up to the stair, what do I do? Um, so I wanted to share with you a couple of tips on how to travel alone. And if you ever decided, you know, you wanted to go to places alone, there's, it's actually quite enjoyable. And my number one tip of traveling alone is, you know, life is so short. And if you just sit home and keep waiting and hoping that someone else would free up their time and free up their schedule and, you know, go, go to places with you, then you will never travel, right? I mean, let's just face it. 
you keep on waiting and you're, you're trying to accommodate each other on the schedule so that that person and you can actually find the time to book the flight, go to the airport and actually fly over, over somewhere and make that possible. So that even that the process of setting up your calendar can be quite challenging and not let alone that motivation of going and traveling just drop by 50%. So tip number one is don't wait for anybody and just you got to find a date and on your schedule. And what you do is where do you want to go? And just pick that date, pick that time, book your flight and go. So don't wait. Don't wait is number one. (laughs) And number two tip for you is travel light. Um, I, I can't emphasize how important it is to travel light. I mean, if you think about it, probably 50-75% of what you bring, you're not even going to use it. So the way that I packed, um, I I packed pretty, very light, um, just because I don't have a lot of strength and I can't really handle a big luggage if I'm traveling by myself. So I pack really small and I keep it very compact. So on a typical day or a typical trip, I generally would pack three, let's say it's a seven day, well, let's say it's a two weeks. Let's say it's a two weeks period that you're going to be traveling. What do you pack? Well, here's what I pack. I pack three to four pairs of jeans or pants or any mixture of that. So just three to four, roll them up. Pack them in my suitcase so that I have more room for other things that I'm about to put in. So three to four pairs of jeans or trousers or pants, anything that makes you feel comfortable. And you wanted to make sure you pick the material that doesn't require a lot of care, that it doesn't wrinkle as you travel, and that you can actually, you know, I mean, jeans, who wash their jeans after just one wear? Of course not. You you put it back in the drawer for another month and pulled it out and you wear it again, right? <laughs> so you want to make sure that you pack clothing that does not require a lot of cares. You don't want to, you know, spend hours and time and trying to find a laundry mat or, or just worrying about what, or how to wash it. So that's one, uh, my, my pants. I would also pack, depending on the weather, where I'm going, I would also pack anywhere between four to five tops. So short, short, short sleeve shirts, you know, I roll them up, t-shirts, roll them up, or tank top, roll them up. Um, so about four to five, depending on, you know, the weather. And, you know, if I'm going to be sweating a lot, then maybe I'll throw in another extra one just so that I don't have to worry about washing them. Um, so three to four, but I mean, four, four to five is pretty a good number. And then there's time you wanted to go out and have a nice dinner, right? So you wanted to make sure that you get your dress cover. So I will usually bring either, you know, one to two decent dress where I can pair it up or mismatch it so that I can be, you know, wear down. It's not as formal or I can dress it up and, and wear it as a formal um, dress to a, di- to, to a dinner. Then there's also shoes, right? So shoes, I don't pack, I don't pack too much. So I have a pair of sneakers on me already. I travel with sneakers. 
then I would pair. I would um put throw in like maybe a sandal if it's I'm I'm going to a, to a warmer area like Cambodia. It was pretty warm, so I threw it in a sandal or more like slipper um or flip flop that you can wear even to like a night out. You know, pretty easy and relaxed. You can wear something like that to to go out. Um, depending on the function that I go to, I may or may not wear um, anything high heel uh, because it, they do take room. So anywhere between two to three pairs of shoes where I can mix it up again um, and to have like different, different tastes and different style, different way of, you know, going out. So that take care of the clothing part. And if it's a area where um, it require heavy jacket, then I would throw in my jacket. Then there's also also these shampoo, toilets, um, and what else? I mean, that's it. That's all you need. That's all you need in life, basically, fit in a suitcase for you when you travel. And and my my family, my sister, and especially my dad is actually complete opposite. He would actually fit the whole entire house into his suitcase if he has to. And again, 50 to 75% of the item that he brings, he never gets to use them. So I don't know if our listener here are anyone who can resonate with that perhaps you are used to you know being being prepared and you wanted to feel safe you wanted to feel right at home um but what would be different for you if you were to eliminate some of the things that you really don't need in your life what would that look like for you i'm really curious um so that's this week i share two tips on how to travel alone um, the third tip, I will throw in the third tip. The third tip is never be afraid to ask for help. So when you're traveling alone, no matter where you go, don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you need help, there's always a lot of compassionate people. If you look around, you'll find them everywhere in the world. So don't be afraid. Go travel. And I hope you enjoy your flight this week and have a good week. Hey, thanks for joining me this week on Perfectly Normal. Make sure to visit my website at elevatelifecoaching.org. And if you found values in this show, I appreciate a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Or you can simply tell a friend about the show that will really help me too. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. And be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.